Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you're here. I hope that you've heard the show before and you wanted to return because you found value. And if you're new, I'm so glad you found us. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something that is so important. And sometimes we don't think about it enough. It's really deeply important for us to understand what trauma bonding really is, what it feels like, what it looks like. How do you know if you're experiencing it? And how it keeps you addicted to a toxic relationship. And you might not even realize that. You know that you have difficulty leaving, but you might not think about it in terms of addiction. And uh, I want to help you with that so that you really understand trauma bonding. Sometimes we throw around phrases and, yes, that's why we stay. But we need to understand it at a deep level. How did it become okay with us? How is it that we don't notice what's happening, what's actually going on? So very, very important for us to capture a deep understanding of what it is. And if you want to hear more in this series, always go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com or wherever you like to get your podcast because it's available on all podcatchers. All the places where you like to get your podcast, you will find it. And if you would like to support the work, you can do that too by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. Make a small donation or an ongoing dollar or five dollars or whatever a month if you find value in the show. So let's talk about trauma bonding. And Dr. Patrick Carnes had a good way of talking about it. So I just want to share that with you, this traumatic bonding that occurs. And what he said is victims have a certain dysfunctional attachment that occurs in the presence of danger, shame, or exploitation. There's often a seduction, a deception, or a betrayal. And there is always some form of danger or risk. And don't you feel that way when you're in a relationship with a hijackal? You know, my my word for these relentlessly difficult, toxic people is hijackal because we don't need to have a diagnosis. Hijackals are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, for status and control. And you know immediately if you have a person like that in your life, might have might have been a parent, might be your current partner, might be an ex, might be a sibling. Maybe you're sadly seeing that it's the case with your adult child. All these things can be happening. 
none of them are good. So if you understand that this dysfunctional attachment that occurs in the presence of danger, shame, or exploitation, especially if there's seduction, deception, or betrayal going on, that will make sense to you. So I want to go into depth of some of the ways that you can see the signs of a trauma bond. And some of these are also in the work of Dr. Patrick Carnes. So you can always go and find that work. But what, what's important to understand are the signs. So have a deep think now if these things are going on. They don't all have to be going on. But are these part of your experience? Were they part of your experience perhaps in the past, which would lead you to have a more difficult relationship life? Are they currently part of your experience with another adult in your life? So let's just look at them. So signs that a trauma bond exists in your life are when you obsess about people who have hurt you and they're long gone. So you're still thinking about them. You know they hurt you. You know that they were abusive. You know that you left them for a good reason. And even if they left you, you were relieved until you caught into the trauma bond and then wanted them back. But there was this moment when you realized that you're still obsessing about somebody who hurt you. And yet they're not in your life anymore. That's a sign of a trauma bond, and it will make you more susceptible to having other relationships like that, which is why it's important to do your work. And, you know, if you ever want to work with me, that's how you do it. Beaclient.com is the start. That's where we get the work done and we move on from there. So it's an introductory offer for new clients only at beaclient.com, a full hour for $97. So if you have this kind of recognition as we're going through these items, these are things that need to be healed so you won't repeat this. Or if you're currently in the relationship and you recognize them, we need to really fix that. We need to make new decisions, gain clarity, make new decisions, then take different actions. One of the signs is when you obsess about the people who have hurt you and they're long gone. And I hope that you heard that piece because you can be re, re wounding yourself by continuing to think about things that are long gone in the past. And if you can't stop thinking about them, it's really important to get some help with that. And as I mentioned, that you can always go to beaclient.com and um, use that link if you're a new client. Um, <clears throat> so important to have that opportunity. And work these things through because if you have been obsessing about it, if you live in the pain of a painful past, you know, it, it's it's ongoing and you keep rewounding yourself. And then if you get in a new relationship and it is painful, then you are going to have exacerbated pain. And that exacerbated pain can be so deep. So that's a sign of, of a trauma bond. And another is... You continue to seek to contact people that you know will cause you further pain. You know, and I said earlier that being the only child of two hijackals, 
I got kind of trapped in the fact of, okay, but they're my parents. I need them. I don't want to be with them. You may be familiar with that. And also that I had children. I wanted them to have grandchildren. So I did things like we would go to visit my parents, but as soon as my parents did their hijackal thing, I would take the children away. And that eventually shaped the parents' behavior a bit. So they behaved in better ways because they didn't want the children to disappear. Not that they particularly liked hanging out with the children, um, but they thought that it was the appropriate thing to do. So if you continue to seek contact with people that you know will cause you further pain, examine that because it's a sign that you had some trauma in your past. And that's a pattern you don't need to keep. It's not serving you well. So, you know, let's talk about that if you want to. Another sign of a trauma bond is that when you go overboard to help people that you know have been destructive to you, and that's where it really shows up, where the the dysfunction that you need to see in your behavior um, shows up. You may not have been conscious of that before. You may have been on autopilot because it's all you knew. That's the way you were raised. And then you get to the place where you recognize it. Maybe tonight you recognize that. You say, I do. I do want to do way more for the people that have hurt me. And I will do way more knowing that they will have been destructive to me. And you know, it's a very fine line, especially if you're dealing with your parents, you know. But it's dysfunctional because it's based in a trauma bond. I hope you see that clearly. Another one, when you continue being a team member, even though things are obviously becoming destructive. So you, whether that's a team in the family, a team with you and your partner, a team at work, somewhere in church, somewhere that you go where there's community and you can see things are going sideways. You can see they're going downhill. You know it's not your job to fix it and maybe you can't fix it or do anything about it except remove yourself from the situation. But if you've been trauma bonded, you know, you're kind of drawn to that Okay, they're going to hurt me, but... And you have to understand and see that. So very, very important. So another thing is when you continue attempts to get people who are clearly using you to like you, when you continue to make attempts to get people who are clearly using you to like you, that's a big deal because you have to recognize that people are using you. And if you're in a relationship with a hijackal, a romantic relationship, a live-in spousal relationship with a hijackal, you may not want to believe that they're using you. And so you may need some help to pick that apart and get some perspective on it. But it's a demonstration of trauma bonding that you still want to be there even though you know they're using you and you may be very well aware that they are. Now all these things that I'm mentioning and there are many more here, be gentle with yourself. You know, if you realize these things or you recognize them for the first time or maybe you've recognized them before but oh, you don't want to think about them. Well, it's important now to say, mm-mm, 
My life is too precious to go on ignoring the signs and staying trauma bonded to these dysfunctional relationships and to these toxic people. So very important. So another sign of a trauma bond is when you again and again trust people who have proven to be untrustworthy and unreliable, but you give them another chance. Oh, maybe this time. Well, they really promised. I had a chat with them and they seemed to realize that they, that was the wrong thing they were doing. I'm sure they'll do it better. So you start making excuses for them and rationalizing and justifying their behavior. But it's a sign of a trauma bond when you continue to trust them. You know, it's that old thing of Lucy and Charlie Brown with the football. Lucy always says, I'll hold the football for you. You can kick it. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I won't do it this time. I won't take the football away. And of course, Charlie Brown trusts her every single time. He's trauma bonded to Lucy. Is there anybody in your life that you're trusting over and over, even though they hurt you over and over, or even though they are unreliable or untrustworthy over and over, but you still so desperately want to believe that they're not? So maybe this is a wake up call for you. Another sign of being trauma bonded is when you're unable to distance yourself from unhealthy relationships. When you know you should get away, when you know it's unhealthy, when you know it's wrong, when you know you're being verbally or emotionally abused or abused in some other way, and yet you stay. That clearly is a trauma bond. And I'm going to talk to you about these trauma bonds in more depth as soon as we get these signs out of the way. So what's another? When you want to be understood by those who clearly don't care. They don't want to understand you. They're not interested in what you have to say. They may put you down. They may belittle you. They may dismiss you. They may discount what you have to say. But you are trauma bonded and you just want to be understood by them. And they don't care. Are you familiar with that dynamic? Because that's the way hijackals roll. You know, if you tell them that, that something's not going well for you, that you would like to see a change, they tell you it's your fault. They tell you that what you say is wrong with them is wrong with you. The projection, the blame shifting. And so this is very important for us to realize that it is a sign of being trauma bonded when you want to be understood by the people who don't care. And you know, a place that you'll find this is that you leave a relationship, you make the big break, and then you want some mysterious thing that people have a, a strange notion about called closure. But I just want them to understand what went wrong. Ah, and then you get yourself in a conversation again, and then you get hoovered back in and you wonder what's going on. Well, there is no such thing as closure with another human being outside of yourself, in my opinion. Closure is when you refuse to give another person any more real estate in your head and your heart. That's closure. I am closing that book. I quit. That is over. And that all happens within you. You won't get closure with someone else because of the trauma bond. You're doing exactly this. You want to be understood by somebody who doesn't care. Oh, it's a big one. Another one. When you choose to stay in conflict with others, when it would cost you nothing to walk away. 
you're just so used to the conflict. You're so used to the abuse that you don't walk away. Now, sure, sometimes if it's a work situation, well, there is a cost to it. But the actual cost, if it's emotional cost, is something that I hope you're willing to pay because you don't want to be in an abusive situation. And, you know, last episode or two when I talked about emotional abuse, we don't want to look at it sometimes. We don't want to see it for what it is. So we rationalize it and justify it, as I said a minute ago. But we do need to see it for what it is. And you can see that if you're trauma-bonded, you will still want to stay in conflict when you could walk away because there's something in the dynamic that feeds you at a subconscious level. So what's another one? When you persist in trying to convince people that there is a problem and they will not listen. <laughs> oh, how many times have people done that? been in a relationship and there is a problem and I just want to talk to you about it and they don't want to listen. If you're with the hijackal, they're not interested in the problem. They're going to run away from anything that looks like could be a fault within them. They're not going to have any of it. And yet you persist in trying to convince them that there's a problem and they don't want to hear about it. That's very circular and it's exhausting. It also is a sign of trauma bonding. And another is when you're loyal to people who have betrayed you. Really sit with that one. When you're loyal to people who have betrayed you, that's trauma bonding. You are loyal to people who've hurt you. They've betrayed you. They've abused you. They've swore poorly of you. They've put you down, worn you down, torn you down. And yet you remain loyal to them. A sign of trauma bonding. Another is when you're attracted to untrustworthy people. Something happened when you were younger, probably, that made that psychological thing okay with you. That you are actually attracted to untrustworthy people. So many times people say, well, I always go for the bad boys, you know. Um, and when you see that happening, for me, that's always a question. Are you really interested and attracted to people who are telling you straight out they're untrustworthy? You know, that happens when you're, in, you're dating someone and they say, I don't want a relationship and I never want to get married. And they've totally told you that they're not trustworthy for being in a relationship and wanting to get married. And yet you think, oh, I'm going to hang in there. They'll change their mind. Mm, that's kind of the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing and hoping for a different result because they've already told you. So you're trauma bonded to a degree. And two more. When you keep damaging secrets about being exploited, manipulated, or abused, when you don't want to tell anybody, when you don't want to tarnish their reputation, when you don't want to speak up, what, what do you think is happening? You think you're protecting an abuser. What will happen if you protect an abuser? They'll continue to abuse you. They'll go on to abuse other people. And so it's very important to see if you don't speak up and you don't tell people what's going on. And I know 
Some people don't believe you because hijackles paint that public picture of perfection and at home they provide a private place of pain. But that happens. And it's important to see that if you're keeping secrets or you're not speaking up about their behavior, you have become part of the the interaction and it's damaging to you and you may be trauma bonded. And the last one is when you continually have contact with an abuser who acknowledges no responsibility for the abuse. I was sexually abused in my own home. I was also sexually abused by a neighbor's son. When I told my parents together, sitting together, I told them, their response was, oh, you're nine years old. You don't know anything about those things. You must be lying. My response to them, because I was pretty smart nine-year-old, I said, well, if that's the case, and I'm nine years old, and I do know about these things, they must be happening. My parents at that point got frustrated, walked out of the room. But the thing was that I had to go to all the functions with the neighbor and their kids and my abuser, because they were continuously placing me with an abuser who took no responsibility because they kept the secret. I spilled the beans and they kept the secret. So these things happen to us. And it's really important to see those signs of trauma bonding. And I hope that's helpful to you because so often you'll hear people in groups and things. I belong to lots of groups on Facebook and I have my own group on Facebook. If you want to come by, you just find it at facebook.com slash group slash hijackles. Um, and we have you know, almost a thousand people there chatting with one another. So come on over. But when we talk about that, this comes up frequently, the use of the word trauma bond. Oh, you're trauma bonded, but really understanding what that means. Because trauma bonds are addictive. And I really like what Dr. Patrick Carnes, you can tell I've been reading him again this week. I've read him so many times. But he took this definition of the, the criteria for addiction and he put it in his book, The Betrayal Bonds. And this is the criteria for knowing whether or not a person is addicted. And it said, one, compulsivity, uh, loss of the ability to choose freely to stop or continue a behavior. And two, continuation of the behavior despite adverse consequences such as loss of health or job or marriage or freedom. Remember, these are, these are the criteria for addiction. And the third one is obsession with the behavior. And what I love about what Dr. Carnes did was he said, okay, you want to understand trauma bonding? Then all we have to do is take those criteria and replace the word behavior for relationship. So then it sounds like this. What are the criteria for trauma bonding? Compulsivity. The loss of the ability to choose freely to stop or continue the relationship. Continuation of the relationship despite adverse consequences and obsession with the relationship. So this whole trauma bonding thing turns into an addiction by those criteria. 
And that's important for us to realize. No, we're not maybe not addicted to a substance or a, a drug or bingo or gambling or whatever it is or Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> but for us to understand that it meets the criteria of addiction when we think about it in those ways. So is this sounding like a familiar pattern to you? This whole trauma bonding? Because the bonds get stronger the more that the abuse is repeated. And one of the things that happens is we start mistaking intensity for intimacy. And that's a big deal because the emotions can be very intense. We think, oh, we're really bonded to this person. But no, when you're with a hijackal, that intensity is just their desire to have control over you in that moment. So they use whatever is necessary in order to do that. But they will repeat the abuse. And this mistaking intensity for intimacy becomes a really big problem. Because emotional intimacy is based on those three must-haves of a healthy relationship that I talk about in episode 115. And those three things are equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, they must be there. So that means that we can't have any exploitation. But that's what happens in a trauma-bonded relationship. We can't have any abuse of power. But that too happens in a trauma-bonded relationship. And we can't have any betrayal of trust if we're going to have emotional intimacy. So to be emotionally intimate, no exploitation, no abuse of power, no betrayal of trust. And then we have the hijackal who exploits all the time, manipulates all the time, abuses their power all the time, and betrays your trust. And if you happen to have that trauma bond, if it has been part of your experience as a child, or you have become trauma bonded in this relationship, even though you don't maybe recognize it, um, then you have a very important understanding to come to. So very important. And I, I just want to give you my uh, definition of a toxic relationship so you can relate it to this trauma binding here and that is that toxic relationship is any adult relationship where interactions are verbally and emotionally abusive intentionally damaging controlling or otherwise lacking in equality reciprocity and mutuality that's my personal definition of a toxic relationship and if you recognize any things in any adult relationship that you currently have where there is any verbal abuse or emotional abuse or any sexual, physical, financial, spiritual abuse where they are intentionally damaging and controlling and there is no possibility of equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, then you actually are in a toxic relationship. So you can tell by the things that I've been talking about tonight on trauma bonding that 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 those things intersect right those are toxic relationships when you have trauma bonding occurring and hijackals can see you coming they can see that you're pre-groomed if you were taught these things by having dysfunctional relationships in your home and then you became an easier target because you are already used to being treated badly 
On the other hand, I just want to put this out there because there is another extreme. Hijackals like to find a way to tear down a strong person. If you are strong and you're doing really well and you're successful, hijackals see that as a challenge. And they want to appear all wonderful and, and pseudo-intimate with you for the purpose of getting you to release your vulnerabilities, to talk about the things that bother you, talk about the things that scare you. And then what do they do? They grab those things that you shared with them, thinking that you were creating intimacy, and then they weaponize them and throw them at you repeatedly. And that's how they tear down a strong person, a happy person, a healthy person, a successful person. So they're either going to play on your weaknesses because those have been embedded in you before they found you, or they're going to try and tear you down and see you as a challenge to do that. And so if you find that this intensity is actually masquerading for intimacy, be very, very aware of that because intensity is what trauma bonds thrive on. Oh, I've got you all to myself. Oh, this is wonderful. You're everything that I've ever wanted. And they love bomb you. They hoover you back in if you think that you're leaving or if you have left and you're already out there on your own and you're feeling like, oh, I just have this longing for this person. I had such hopes for the person. Then you ask yourself questions like, oh, maybe it was me. Maybe I was the hijackal. Maybe I was the wrong one. So many people ask me that. So many people go through that phase. And the answer is no, you weren't. You were the victim in the situation. The hijackal was the perpetrator. But this intensity is what trauma bonds thrive on. And it masquerades as intimacy. So don't be fooled. You need to find the key to unlock the trauma bonds. And as I said, it takes help. Because... So many people leave many times before they finally leave. And that's so important to know. And if that's you, go to beaclient.com and let's talk, as I said earlier. But I want to share with you also my definition of emotional abuse. Because if the trauma bonds are beginning to set you up to think, and you're recognizing that you may be mistaking intensity with intimacy... Now we're on a good path, so I want you to understand my definition of emotional abuse. And that is controlling another person by criticizing, embarrassing, shaming, blaming, discounting, dismissing, depriving, or denying their rights, their needs, their wants, their thoughts, their feeling, and their equality. Are you being emotionally abused? Are those things happening to you now as you think about this in depth and the trauma bond? Is there someone who has or is controlling you with criticism and embarrassment and shame and blame and manipulation and discounting and depriving and denying your rights or denying your thoughts or denying your feelings and actually denying your equality with them? Well, if that's going on, you really need to do something about it. And I hope that by learning more about trauma bonding, you feel encouraged to say, oh, this is not okay with me. On no planet is this all right with me. 
because the more previous abuse you've had, the more likely the trauma bonds will be strong. And now is the time to make a difference. Now is the time to strengthen it because danger strengthens trauma bonds and hijackals love to make threats. So it's very important for you to see that and they will abuse power and they will abuse intimacy and it will be intensity masquerading. So I hope these things have caused you to go uncomfortably, perhaps, uh-oh, that's familiar. That's put my finger on what it is, is my pain. That's the pattern that I hadn't exactly seen. So as always, you know, come on over to For Relationship Help and uh, you can find on my blog and, and everything over there. You'll also find the Be a Client link there and learn more. Go to my YouTube channel for relationship help. So youtube.com slash for, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P. So much there for you. And there are so many things going on, big things in the work. So be sure you subscribe. And when you go to the Facebook page, like the page, follow the page so that you will know when this happens. Um, and you will get a notification on the Facebook page or on YouTube for each new topic on Monday evenings. So until we talk again, remember and really remember this because maybe you're a little churned out by realizing the trauma bonding. But remember this. You matter. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is to treat yourself as though you do. And I hope you will take very good care of yourself until we talk again. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.